0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, yeah, bet online, it's bet online, betonline.ag, baby. Uh, I love bet online. I'm not much of a sports gambler, but, man, there's something really exciting, especially this time of year with March Madness and things wrapping up, but, you know, mostly for the fights, when it comes to UFC, boxing, that kind of stuff, it's just so awesome to have that available for you and to get the odds and stuff to understand what's coming before the fight even arrives. Bet online is definitely the only place on the Internet you need to go when it comes to sports and sports information and sports betting. Okay, Not to mention, they have all of your favorite casino games right there, 24 hours a day, uh, multi-hand blackjack, poker, roulette, all of it. It's all right there, betonline.ag, one of the sponsors I'm most proud of. They work very hard to make sure that Mikey Likes You comes your way. So if you have anything in your brain that leads you to want to be interested in sports, you have to go to betonline.ag. Do it for me, my friends. Listen up, people. If you're watching what you eat, you're trying to take care of yourself, maybe even lose a little weight, You need to know one thing, and that is that uh, your sweet tooth, them cravings, they're going to come. It's only a matter of time. So why not have an ace up your sleeve? My ace is Magic Spoon. It tastes as good, if not better, than your favorite childhood cereals, and it's actually guilt-free. Why, do you ask? Because it's only 140 calories per serving, And those 140 calories have either 13 or 14 grams of protein with only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And you're saying to yourself, yeah, but it's probably just a bunch of protein powder and artificial junk. Oh, no. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, and every single flavor is fantastic. Go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today, and be sure to use our promo code Mikey at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% guarantee. That's what I'm talking about. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com Mikey and use the promo code Mikey. Save yourself $5 off. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, for making this episode happen. Glad to finally welcome a friend to the show. Uh, I like Vinny very much, Vinny Tortorich. Well known for probably, and I mean this as a compliment, because as I watched his new documentary, Beyond Impossible, my wife kept commenting about how good looking he was, but and he's been dominant in the uh, fitness and health industry for about as long as I have been on planet Earth. And that is just a testament to how well he's taken care of himself, how much he knows about health and fitness and his steadfast resolve when it comes to promoting those ideas and making sure that you can make the informed decisions when it comes to stuff like this. Again, I repeat his new documentary, which is fantastic. It's called Beyond Impossible, available on Amazon Prime. He is Vinny Tortorich. What's up, dude?
1: Uh, first off, uh, your wife thinking that I'm hot. First, if, if people have not seen Mike Catherwood, I look at your Instagram and go, oh, man, I'm losing here in life. <laughs> this guy's wow. doing it all. Just watching you do squats and lunges. I don't know if that makes me gay, but I'll just sit there and watch you do squats and lunges and whatever you do. and go, Oh, man, I'm really losing at life.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes you gay, which is fine. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to argue with you. It's, I was given a gift by God, but uh, I, I, this is that's a God's honest truth. We turned on the um, documentary. Uh, I, I texted you and I said I was watching it middle of the day yesterday, and which yeah. was true. And I got about 25 minutes in, and I said, "You know, my wife's got to see this too." So we put it on pause till later in the evening. And uh, she's like, "So who is this guy?" was like, oh, it's Vinny, you know, Corolla." Blah blah blah. Give her the backstory. I know him through Drew. So we start watching. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, she's so good looking." I was like, "What? Well, listen, <laughs> you just you just pump your brakes a little bit."
1: Yeah, okay, she's a smoke show. I don't know. Maybe Serena's getting a bit old over here. I have to look around and see. Who knows?
0: Um, so I I was I'm genuinely excited about watching the documentary because your your last documentary about fat was was really. Um, even though it was stuff that I believed in going in, I didn't need to, I wasn't a convert. I was always a big proponent of kind of eschewing the ideas from, you know, the late seventies, mid eighties about low fat and, and, you know, whole grains and all that stuff. Um, I, I, it was just such a well-made documentary and I love when, because, and I think you can follow me on this one, the fitness and health industry there's there's oftentimes so few right and wrong answers. What is important is good ideas. And when people can present good ideas with a wealth of actual evidence and things like that, it's so nice for me to see, because right now most of the fitness media is just a lot of noise.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Mike, you've been around it for a lot of years, just like me. <clears throat> it's always been a lot of noise. Everyone's just trying to sell a product. And... Um, when I did the first movie, fat a documentary, everybody wanted me to do the anti-vegan movie. And, I, and my feeling about vegans is most people who become vegan, their good intentions have been stolen. They, they want to. They did it because they wanted to do the right thing, okay. whether it's for their health, or they think they're saving the planet, or animals, or whatever they think they're doing. They think they're doing it for the right reasons, and people go, "Well, these vegan movies coming you know, When I say the vegan movies, uh, I'll mention a few, like uh, "What the Health," "Cowspiracy," "Forks Over Knives." You know, all of these type of movies. The, the
0: worst. Come- I'm sorry to interrupt, but the the worst, and I mean this from a a very sincere place. I'm not criticizing the quality of the film, but the worst, as far as the just aggressive dishonesty, was Game Changers. I mean, that was
1: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that one was just, it was, you say worse, but it's the most egregious. Yeah. And, you know, when I watch these movies, like when when I, I remember watching um, What the Health, and the guy starts off with a lie. He goes, hi, my name is Kip. And, you know, he talks like a dude, like a surfer dude. He goes, you know, I was just out there trying to find, like, what's the best diet. And someone said this word, like, vegan? And I was like, what? And I hear this, I go, wait, Kip, you were in another movie four years ago talking about veganism. <laughs> now you're pretending, oh, some guy just walked up to me and said, Whoa. it. It's like, okay, Spicoli, let, let's, let's, you know, crack back here a little bit. And then you start hearing stuff in these movies, like these, these doctors and I mean, MDs are going, okay, well, you know, if you eat an egg, that's, you know, your cholesterol, not, not cholesterol, they'll say your, your blood sugar can go up and one egg a week can cause type 2 diabetes. Complete lie. Right. Uh, they'll say things like, if you drink milk or eat meat, your body will build up pus. And I've even asked Dr. Drew, it's like, doc, I eat a lot of eggs and meat and dairy. Where's all this pus? Shouldn't, shouldn't pus be coming out of my ears or something at this point? They just make up, lies and when I started to do that first movie people said to me you need to do the opposite it's like no 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 no. I'm not gonna lie in the other direction how about we just tell the truth Mm -hmm. and say look here's some facts you know I don't know what you've been told before but here's some facts and here's the science and and I always make a point to put it up on screen and go here's where it came from. I'm not just saying pus is going to come out of your body or uh, an egg can cause type 2 diabetes or whatever lie they're creating. And then you're right. You're you're absolutely right, Mike. When Game Changers came out, that was just the end all and be all for me because I couldn't even watch the whole thing. I just saw snippets and pieces and parts. And, And I even talked about it in my movie, in the latest movie, Beyond impossible, mm-hmm. you know the guy who's supposed to be the strongest man, and they, they just blatantly got the strongest man in the world, right? Well, I'm a nerd, and I've been watching strongman competitions back to the '70s when they would come on Wide World of Sports. I was stapled to my chair, and most of these guys come from like Norway and you know Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> it it's like they're they're a different breed up there, and these guys. I would just watch these guys and, and I went, wait a minute. I don't ever remember seeing this guy in any show. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe he made the prelims and they, he never made it to television. So I started looking for what this guy was the strongest man at. And it turns out he won strongman of all the vegans out of vegan competition somewhere in Texas. He actually has no records whatsoever in strongman competitions. Right. That I can find. As a matter of fact, I looked at some of his lifts, and a good high school junior at a four A school in this country can outlift this guy. So he's not. Yeah, that's a lie. Right. And I went down every other person, and they were all lies. I think I put two or three in a movie. I did the the Olympic gold medalist. So they were calling this woman one of the top Olympic medalists. She didn't finish second. And she didn't finish third. She wasn't even fourth. She was 23rd. Now, Mike, neither you or I could beat this woman in a race. No. Right? Look, I can't make the Olympics. But don't tell me she's one of the best of the best and she's a vegan because she was beaten by 23 meat eaters.
0: Right. I don't know. Right. And, and, you know, it would be so much more effective in the long term if they just said, here is... One of Australia's top 400 meter sprinters, right. she happens to be plant based and vegan. And uh, let's listen to her discuss fill in the blank. Um, the 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 part that made me literally laugh out loud. I know it's become the pardon you know the the vernacular is LOL. I literally laughed out loud watching it by myself. Was when they had the athlete doing the leg press, and then he did you know 225 pounds. Then they gave him some beet juice, and he did like 600 pounds. And they're like, see. There you go. It obviously increases performance by 200%. And I said, do you understand that if Beats could immediately improve performance like that, there would be no Beats because China and Russia would have already purchased, there would just be a, a, a complete monopoly
1: on <laughs> it? would be worse than that. The IOC would make Beats illegal yeah. because it's a it's a, pet, it's a performance-enhancing drug. Uh, everybody in, in pro cycling would be on Beats. And in fact, no one is because... A beat, you have to take it, and your body has to convert it to um, 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 a nitrate or a nitrate, and it's just not going to do it that fast. Number one, and it's not going to raise it even one percent. So, right. w- Mike, l- let's let people know when you take like let's take Lance Armstrong, since we know he did drugs, right? Okay. okay. Lance Armstrong was a great cyclist. Yeah, he took drugs that can kill a human being right sure he took a lot of them to raise his percentage by about one and a half or two percent right that's it and that's taking drugs they're saying what 200 percent of beet
0: juice it was it was something so preposterous and I was just laughing because there was no measurement of like how close he or she was to their uh to their you know reps in reserve there was no kind of even reported perceived exertion. It was just like, here, he, he, she, she did more, look.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the one, uh, the guy went onto the Adam Carolla show um, that did that movie, the, the guy that was uh, narrating the movie, and he said, <laughs> you know, at my gym, you know, when you shake the rope, the exercise, I've never yeah, understood yeah. the longshoreman exercise, you sit there and you wiggle the rope. He goes, well, you know, the record at my gym was like uh, 11 minutes. I'm making it up. And he goes, um, I went vegan. I was vegan for about three weeks. And I thought he was going to say, I beat the record by a whole minute or two minutes or something like that. He goes, I went for an hour and I just got bored and stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really? That's like saying, Hey, man, I was trying to dunk a basketball and, um, I went vegan, and a week later, I did a 900. I didn't even do a 360 dunk. I just yeah. stayed in the air so long that I went around like six times.
0: No, like NBA jams. I was jumping from mid court yeah. yeah, and the thing that bothers me the most is because I'm not, even though I'm a big meat eater and a meat eater, and I'm a big proponent of uh, all forms of animal protein. You know, to to developing a healthy diet. I I actually have the most kind of aversive reaction to that stuff, because I do believe that if you're someone who wants to, for a moral reason, become completely vegan or plant-based, there is plenty of good information out there that could be a benefit to you, but you're getting brainwashed by all this subterfuge that's not going to help anybody. Alternatively, if you want to present ideas against meat eating or animal protein, that's fine. But all, and I don't mean some, all of the evidence that purports that meat is bad for you is very, very faulty. And I just wish there was, you know, when they do those studies, it's like, look at these people who went plant-based and how much they improved in -in fill-in-the-blank health marker. They're always comparing the people who go plant-based with a gigantic fat ass eating you know pepperoni pizza and washing it down with mcdonald's i want the study where they take you and i and then compare them to someone who went plant-based but it's never been that kind of comparable narrative there's never been that idea of how you can present positive use of animal protein and see how it compares to someone you know kind of in a commensurate way eating a plant-based diet
1: If that study was ever done, it would change everything. They don't want that. There's too much money in pushing grains. Our government and many governments around the world subsidize grains and um, the fake food industry and it will never change. You know, people have to change for themselves. Um, I've I've often said, and Drew always gets a kick out of this, vegans can be healthy, they could be 90% healthy if they ate a true vegan diet most vegans get into it they start off with the you know the the juices and the cleanses and they're eating a lot of vegetables and then they figure out an oreo is vegan and right. they figure out you know most of this junk food is vegan and they're eating all of these vegan bars and everything else and by the way keto has the same problem on its on, Absolutely. on the absolute um but they figure out all that and they're not healthy anymore um you know, if they just ate some meat, but the whole thing is, well, there's two things. The studies, and there's a great book out there. I don't know if you've ever read it, Mike. Uh, my good friend, Nina Tychos wrote a book called um, Big Fat Surprise. Mm-hmm. She spent 10 years studying that book. And what she found out was the same studies that they used to prove that veganism is better Those same studies actually prove that eating meat is better, but they leave that part out. Right. You know, they they just squint hard enough to make their side work. So number one, the same studies will show you exactly what makes guys like you and I healthy. And then you have the other side. Well, I don't want to eat anything with a face or I don't want to kill an animal. And it broke my heart to do it. But in my movie, as you saw, I mean, The number of animals that die, and folks, I'm not talking about a mouse that gets crushed under the wheel of a tractor. They're killing, you know, you have to ask, you know, where do we stop? They're killing bugs, sentient beings, um, because you have to spray all of this stuff. They're killing little furry animals, uh, moles and voles and and everything else. Lots of
0: rabbits, yeah.
1: Rabbits and skunks and everything that just lives among those grain fields. And we show a lot of footage uh, from a combine of animals trying to run out of their way. And as one farmer told me, he's actually in a movie, he's a soybean farmer. He said, The crows have figured out just to run alongside the combines because anything we don't crush, they'll grab on the way out. Mm -hmm. So all the other birds will just catch whatever they're not crushing. And there's the scene in the movie where they have to clean hundreds. This is about every third hour, and I didn't really explain that in the movie. About every three hours, they have to stop the combine and clean hundreds of frogs out of the gears. Half of those frogs are ending up, folks, in your in your grains. So if you're eating grains, you're getting that. It I mean, is, look, well, amazing. I'll give
0: you a personal example, and this is: I live on eight acres. I'm not a a massive kind of government subsidized farmer. I live on eight acres, which is big for a place in L.A., but I, you know, I'm a, I'm a small time dude, but I'm a farmer just like any, and I was out with a tractor yesterday, um, just yesterday and I crushed, I I didn't realize it till it was too late and I just mangled a snake and I felt fucking awful because there was no reverence. There was no consideration for that poor animal's life. I just was trying to mow my lawn until some, some, some big weeds and stuff and if I'm doing that on the, you know, God knows, 300 square yards that I was trying to take care of, imagine what it's like on 3,000, 4,000 acres.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty to be out there. I grew up on sugarcane farms. Yeah. You know, oddly enough, I'm against sugar and all my family did that for <laughs> a living. And, you know, we would just watch whenever they would cut the cane, they cut cane and then they burned it in the fields. To get all of the, you know, the the top, you know, sprouts off, and they just want the the bottom part, so they burn it in the field. They're just burning rabbits. We used to just go along with shotguns as they burn the fields. You yeah. just walk along when the rabbits run out. You shoot them. At least you have something for your pot. Right. And we were all out there with shotguns. I, I know this makes me sound like Jethro, but I grew up in that environment, and um, but most of them didn't make it out. They died of smoke inhalation. They died from being burned to death. You can hear them squealing. Folks, yeah. I, 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 yeah. you, you hear them in the field underneath the cane just squealing because they're being burned to death. But hey, you keep eating sugar. It's vegan, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up because earlier in the conversation, you were talking about people, they go vegan and very quickly. You know, I in the in like the punk rock world. You know, veganism was was huge, especially in the '90s and in the early 2000s. And I had so many friends, and they were well intentioned. They did it because they wanted to care for animal life. But I watched so many dudes and chicks eating chips and salsa for dinner and washing it down with a tofu de cutie, and looking at me going, "It's vegan. I'm healthy." And I'm like, "Whoa! I really do. I really do genuinely." Admire and respect your choice to be cruelty free. I do. I genuinely do. But you're killing yourself. And uh, I'm sorry you have a problem with me eating this rotisserie chicken, but uh, do you want to get on the scale? Do you want to take your shirt off or do you want to have blood drawn and see who's healthier? You know?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, One of the doctors in my movie that I talked about, because when I did the movie, as you saw when you watched uh, Beyond Impossible, I wanted to bring both sides to the table, mm-hmm. and which has never been done in a movie. I, I didn't want to just show one side. So I asked the top vegan doctors. I, I asked um, uh, everyone from um, uh, Paul. Doctor Pollen,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: all of them. Uh, Clapper, yeah. you know, we, we only put about seven or eight of them on the screen. Michael Greger, we put on the screen. Um, uh, I can't remember. Uh, we put McDougal on the screen. We put, but they all turned me down the same way. I said, "Would you like to be in this movie?" And their, their stocked answer back was pretty much, Well, I'm busy that day. And it's like, That's interesting because I never gave you a day. I just asked you if you wanted to be in a movie. Michael Greger sent the thing back that said, I need to know how big your audience is. Well, okay, my first movie, Fat A Documentary, is still the number one movie that Gravitas Ventures has ever put out. Not in documentaries of all movies.
0: Just period. Yeah.
1: Period. Uh, That movie, by the way, was the the movie that toppled Free Solo for like three weeks before Free Solo came back and took it over again. And that got documentary of the year. Yeah. Right. So you want to figure out how big I am and how big my... Okay, I met all of your criteria. And then you came back and said, I'm busy writing a book. The reason I bring up Gregor is because... in this, this, this really makes me sound horrible because you and I just talked about how great looking we, we both are. <laughs> and, um, but Gregor wrote a book called how not to die. He's a vegan doctor. And now he has a book out called how to live forever or something like that. I'm giving him free press here, but if you look at the guy, I don't think he's 50 years old yet. Yeah. And he does not look good. As a matter of fact, he looks like he should be in a hospital, not running it, in the intensive care. Right. Is this the guy we should be looking at?
0: I, I, I couldn't agree more. And obviously, if we're going to be very formal about it, this isn't the best argument because it is kind of so subjective. But let's really, let's be honest. All of these kind of plant-based or or vegan proponents Really take the time, and let's just do like one of those, uh like when they do the the, the meth use uh, progression pictures. Just put these vegan guys next to Dr. Sean Baker, next to you, next to Paul Saladino. And, I mean, let's be honest about the trend here is that the people who are really promoting uh responsible use of animal protein to developing a health, healthy diet in comparison to the plant-based people almost universally look much better regardless of the age. And it's just kind of after, after the, and you made this point about the people who adopted the, the no sugar, no grain um, with you. It's like after a thousand people, fine. After 10,000 people, it's one thing. Once you get to a hundred thousand, you got to start saying, yes, I, I correlation isn't causation, but you got something going on here that we can't ignore.
1: All right. Let, let's play this game. Mike, I want you to pick three vegan doctors, just pick three at random.
0: I, I, off the top of my head, I can think of only, like, Ornish, right? Okay, let's take uh, Ornish. Uh, pollen.
1: Okay, that's two.
0: And I, I, I'm, I'm lost there after that. <laughs>
1: so. All right, let, let's take, we, we said Gregor, so I'm not going to throw him. Okay. Let's just take um, Walter Willett. That's three. Okay. Um. All right, now, on the other side, let's take me. I'm going to be 60 in a few months. Let's take Drew. He's got to be 62 because we were both at a 60th birthday.
0: No, Drew's, I think Drew's sixty. Four.
1: That was that many years ago.
0: I don't want to age him, but I think Drew. Because I, okay. I, yeah,
1: I'm sixty. That's called Drew sixty-four, uh-huh. and uh, Sean Baker is fifty-five. Yep. Okay. Those six guys, me, Drew, Sean, and those other three guys, we take our shirts off, and say, and, and I know this sounds like kids on the playground right now, and say, uh, look absolutely. at these guys. None of these guys are using PDs or anything else. Look at these three guys. Who would you pick as being the healthy guys?
0: Right. And it's, it it absolutely is a macho pissing contest, but it's a valid one. Right. You know, it is it's, and you see these guys and, and here's, I want to make this point because I I, want to be fair. I can name off a couple guys. Mike mall, my friend Mike Mahler is a vegan uh, strength strength coach and he's, Fucking Jack looks amazing. Rich right. Roll is a high performing vegan. Good it, it's of mine. Not, I'm not to sit here and say like eating plants is, is bad and you can't be Jack. And, but Ryan Humiston is doing great things for vegan plant-based bodybuilding. He's fucking huge. Yeah. But if we're just gonna start going down the line, look at like, let's go to celebrities. Right. What does, what does 40, you know, Jared Leto's like my age. What does he look like compared to the rock? at 50 something.
1: Well, you know, uh, the rock is probably on PD. So let's, no, let's well, stop
0: with probably you stop with probably uh, okay. the rock uses the a tremendous 50 PD. something year old man. And he's 280 pounds of shredded okay. muscle.
1: Let, let, let's throw the rock out because that's not a fair comparison.
0: Chances are, oh, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested at least somewhat in weight loss. So before we continue the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom really understands that everyone's weight loss journey is very unique and what works for someone else isn't going to necessarily work for you. So Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible, focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at the pace you're comfortable with. So start building better habits for a healthier long-term result that you're looking for. Sign up for a trial at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com slash B-L-E-A-V. Believe. That's what I'm talking about. Again, that's noom. N O O M dot com slash B L E A V. All right. Personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one on one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful about your habits. Come on. Now's the time. It is noom dot com slash believe. That's noom dot com slash believe. Okay. Um, um. Look at uh Josh Brolin. G- good example. He yeah. he's handsomer now. He's better looking now than he was when he was in his twenties.
1: Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Wait, can I say on you? <laughs> show? <laughs> I'm straight, by the way, folks. I keep making these gay references.
0: Um, um here, oh, here, here's another thing that I wanted to bring up with you. And I think that this was a very, by the way, uh, fat, a documentary, Vinny's first documentary, which I can't recommend enough. And then now his subsequent documentary, which is just now available on Amazon prime. It is beyond impossible. H- here's another thing that I wanted to bring up. I've always had such a tremendous aversion to corporate and government collusion, right? And so many of my friends who got into veganism were big proponents of it. This this like fight club idea of fucking over, you know, rancid ideas of capitalism and and, and allowing corporations and 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 consumerism to destroy us. But the plant-based movement might be, besides, you know, pharmaceuticals, might be the biggest corporate disgusting, aggressive dominance of the public kind of um, concern that we're seeing right now, yet people are really pushing to this idea of corn, soy and and grain, which is, I mean, without question, You, you can't argue that as far as government collusion with massive corporations. I mean, maybe tech, there's an argument there, but it's about as bad as it gets.
1: I couldn't agree more, Mike. That's where I got off. You know, that's what got me going down this road. Because you don't just go, <clears throat> I'm going to do a documentary. You know, you you have to, it takes a long time to just study all of this stuff. And I just started kind of taking the temperature. When I was doing my first movie, I was taking the temperature of all this kind of stuff. And then I did Fat 2. That came out. I'm, I'm still taking the temperature of all this stuff. And when you start seeing things that don't make sense. And the first thing that I started noticing was, during the last election cycle for the presidency, well, we knew that on the right they were going to run Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. But they have to do a primary for the Democrats, basically. And I see Cory Booker going, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get meat out of the schools and the whole thing. And Jeez. so I looked at that and I went, okay, I, I respect that from Cory Booker because I looked him up and he was a vegan. So I went, yeah. okay, that's his agenda. He, he's going to get meat out of the schools if he becomes president. But then I start seeing Kamala Harris, who was, run, you know, in that primary. Yeah, you know, they would say, well, look, you know, Booker is going to take meat out of the schools. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. We, we should eat less meat. And less meat would be good. We, we'll do that. And then I started noting some of these other people doing the same thing. That scared the crap out of me. It's like, well, politicians will be politicking. Right, They they will say whatever's popular right now. But I started looking into it and I noticed that um, companies like Tyson Food and Cargill and all of these meat companies were investing not millions but billions into fake meat. Right. And I went, Ugh? what? They're doing what? These are meat. Big corporations just have to make money. So I'm like, well, something's coming down the pike. If these guys are doing this, they're running scared too. They're hedging their bets. So you look deeper, right? And you look deeper, and you look deeper, and you look deeper. It almost looks like I put together a fake movie when I start showing what's going on with these multinational corporations. It looks like something out of, um, you know, uh, you know, a billion dollars that whatever that movie was. Um, um, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but
0: social network. Michael
1: no, Michael Myers, when he's,
0: Oh, Captain oh uh, Austin Powers,
1: Austin Powers. Yeah. You start looking at these people and it's like, wow. And I just took that film and, and and edited it down and put it in my, people have to see this. They have to know that I'm not some crazy flat earther who is just putting this stuff out. Right. This stuff is out there for people to see and no one is seeing it. That's why I put these movies together, just to show the reality.
0: And I, I, you know, as someone who, I I can't say that I have much expertise in anything or that I feel confident really standing my ground on a lot of things because, you know, like Socrates always says, is like true wisdom comes in knowing that you know nothing. And I, and I, I believe in that, and I'm just a pretty flexible guy. But one thing I do know about is, decorum when it comes to broadcasting. It's all I've ever done my adult life. And one thing that's really irked me the, you know, really rubbed me the wrong way and actually has made me a little bit more anti-plant-based than I initially was, was that every time there is a public debate regarding eating meat or not eating it, there is such an inappropriate... Very, very immature, ad hoc, straw man type attack coming from the plant based side. There is ne- I have never seen, uh, uh rarely seen. I'm I, I apologize. Again, I will point point out my friend Mike Mahler always does a great job, but I so rarely see a well regulated and and reasonable and 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 admirable kind of discourse coming from the plant-based side whenever they have any type of public debate regarding eating meat and that is something that always makes me in the back of my mind go well then they might not have many good points if you got to start attacking people like that
1: yeah you know they i get attacked on on social media on a daily basis and um you know it it goes right to ad hominem like -hmm. within the second tweet like they'll say something about me and i'll say something cute like wow i don't think you like me very much and then they'll just go right into, you're an idiot, you're this, you're that, you're not even a doctor. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm out. Good. I can't have a conversation with you. I'm going to throw a name out there. And I love this woman dearly. I haven't seen her in years. We were friends in the early 90s. Um, This actress, uh, Alexandra Paul. I don't know if you remember Alexandra Paul.
0: I might know the face. Um,
1: you would. She was the skinny chick on on Baywatch when they brought it back without the brunette.
0: Oh, with the shorter hair, the brunette yeah. with the shorter, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I do.
1: Runs triathlons. I mean, she is an incredible athlete. When I first moved to LA in 91, she was the first person to invite me over for Thanksgiving. It was my first and only time of ever having tofurkey, And uh, I never went to a vegan's house for Thanksgiving again, but love that woman dearly. She She's a very, very sweet, very kind person. And uh, she's been a lifetime... You know, vegan. You know, she's just vegan, vegan, vegan. She's got an identical twin sister. She's all in on vegan, and she's got a brother, and they're all in on vegan. And not only that, they're in on peta. Mm-hmm. They they follow peta, and um, she would brag about, and they would brag about getting arrested. Like their whole thing every weekend was going out and getting arrested.
0: Right.
1: You know that the, the weekend wasn't complete without. If you went to jail, you were the hero. And I remember early on, people were like, man, you know, Alexandra's kind of hot. Why don't you, you you know, you guys are friends. Why don't you ask her out? And I'm like, man, she's hot and she's wonderful and she's a great person to talk to. And I I can't get behind going, get my girlfriend out of jail every (laughs) (laughs) once a week, you know? You know, but that's kind of the agenda is, you know, yeah, you know, just discourse, discourse, discourse. You're just constantly doing this stuff, you know. And, and I, I, and like I said, super sweet woman. You mentioned Rich Roll earlier. Mm-hmm. Rich and I, I've never laughed so hard as when I'm hanging out with Rich Roll. We we rode bikes together for years, and um just he wrote about me. And his my name is in his book. That book he wrote years ago. He says Vinny taught me how to ride a bike properly, how to go long. Love the guy. But there's this kind of weird thing that goes on where it's like, no, this is what I believe. I don't believe anything else. And Rich is actually not that crazy about it, but right. it's interesting that it all exists. And these perfectly normal people, Rich is one of the smartest men I know. Very the sharp guy. He got a law yeah. degree, he went to Stanford. And then he goes down this road and he goes, well, what I know is what I know.
0: Yeah. I, I think there is something attuned to the – like when we're talking about this stuff where people get very rigid in it, it's for the same reason that when I was a, a 5 to 10-year-old boy in the in the 80s and early, early 90s and stuff like that, I used to watch my father who worked at the Pentagon and and went on to go into the private sector as an accountant who was like in a lab if you invented a conservative – it was right. my dad. You know, he had the, the Reagan pictures and the whole thing. And his mil- he was very proud of his military service during the Vietnam War. And his father was military. And, it, you know, he, like I said, in a lab, if you could get, like, this Milton Friedman conservative, that was my dad. Yeah. We always had, at family dinners and at Thanksgiving and Christmas, there was Berkeley f- flag-burning fucking hippies at our house. And they all got along. And everybody yeah. would kind of have their opinions on things and but no one was committed to being on a team it was just we have varying ideas and that doesn't exist anymore I, i think a lot of it has to do with the internet um and i i do feel like we've gotten into this very dangerous territory with uh with with eating with eating and and with training as well it's like uh yeah, you like high volume training, you like to do a lot of sets of high reps. Fine, good. I'm a I'm a Mike Mentor, Dorian Yates guy. Uh we could still train and hang out. It's not and you know, you see these people with the stake in their Twitter uh, you know, avatar who are talking shit all day with the plant-based Johnny. And it's like we're we're not on teams here. We can right. you can have your way and I can have mine. It doesn't have to be so vitriolic.
1: You're right. And I'm not quite sure why those two religions exist. Yeah, you know, I I get the right and the left version of it, although I really don't because it's it, it's an interesting thing because I have one parent; they're both still alive. One's a Democrat and the other one's a Republican, mm-hmm. and I've never seen my parents as much as raise their voice to each other. These two people, the two happiest idiots I've ever met, right, right. And I'm now living in Virginia, and most of the people I know here because of where I live. Are Democrats but they're not Democrats like the Democrats in LA right as a matter of fact they look at LA and go oh, what are, what are those people talking about
0: or, as do many of the liberals here in Texas yeah
1: yeah it's just crazy what goes on you know and um you know I, I so that's that but when you talk about diet I don't know why people are so stuck on and when people say you know you're a mediator, you're wrong, and I go, great, eat whatever you want yeah i I don't care and, and they'll go, of course, of course, you want us to come over to your side. you're making money on it, really, really, Where's all this money? The only reason I have a house and a car and anything in the bank is because I own a vitamin company, which I've never once said you need to take my vitamins to be healthy. I have a coffee company. I've never once said you have to drink my coffee to be healthy.
0: In fact, and I, I hate to interrupt you, company. but I've yes. actually heard you many a time say that most all of the nutrients, micro and macro, that you, can, you, you need to be healthy, you can get from food straight from the grocery store. I've heard not, you say that. Not
1: most of, all yeah, of. Right. All of. My company is a supplement company. You want to supplement what you're doing? I sell vitamins. I've never. That's how I make my living. I can stop doing all of this tomorrow and probably be better off. You know, the the podcast pays for itself. That's why I keep doing we've we've done over 2000 shows now with 21 or 2200 shows. It pays for itself. If it ever starts costing me. It's gone. I'm out. You know, I don't need it. I run a vitamin company, you know, and I do films when I want to do
0: a film. Here's my next question. If we're going to get into a territory that isn't kind of argument over meat-eating or not meat-eating, you know, I'm a big, big proponent of what you talk about with no sugar, no grains, and I think that people would all be wise to kind of adopt that and and follow Vinny and, and, and his teachings. But my question is, is like, can't we get, if we're going to get pedantic – can't we really start to break down and compartmentalize what it means when you're talking about sugar? Because with the explosion of carnivore and keto and everything, I get really upset when I see people who are dead set on not having a banana because it's like, that's pure sugar, but I'll watch them take the buns off their Jack in the box, double cheeseburger. And I'm like, what What are we doing here? I, I get it. I get the no grains. I get the no sugar, but, we're talking about something that's, you know, or an apple that's 80 calories with tons of beneficial kind of gut, gut, uh, biome stuff and nutri- micronutrients. Um, and because it has sugar in it, you're you're staying away from it. Isn't there a way? And I know that probably oversimplification is always best, you know, to just go NSNG. But um, isn't there some kind of categories there, some phylums with the sugar stuff?
1: You started off in radio as well as I, and the one thing they teach you is kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Sure. And so when I'm in social media or in media of any sort, I keep it simple. No sugars, no grains. <clears throat> now, when people call me for consults, there's nuance. And let me explain why. If you called me for a consult um, and said, look, you know, I'm of a perfect weight. My body fat composition is 11 or 9 or whatever it is. And um, I just want to keep this going. You don't have a trouble with a banana. You won't have trouble with an apple. You won't have trouble with any of that if you're eating it in moderation like anything else. Mike Catherwood would not. But let's say Mike Catherwood was 400 pounds. You have type 2 diabetes. Your A1Cs are 12. You have fatty liver disease. And the doctor's talking about cutting your stomach out. Well, now you're metabolically broken. And a banana is not your friend. Right? Right. Neither is a beer. Neither is a piece of cake. Neither is everything that you can do, that person can't do until they fix themselves. If, mm-hmm. they're can, if they can get their A1Cs to 4.9, if they can... Get rid of fatty liver disease, which is something some doctors will tell them they can't do, but they can. If they can get rid of neuropathy, if they can get rid of all of this stuff and lose 150 pounds, if they want to have a waffle on any given Sunday with their daughter, knock yourself out. Right. Right? But you see, the the nuance you can't get into on social media because as soon as I tell someone they can have said waffle, Then it's all of a sudden, it's a decree from the mountaintops. Vinnie Tortorete says you can have waffles. Here's the tweet, and it's there forever.
0: And I'm going to have three waffles a day. Right. No, you're right. Corolla
1: did that. Let let, let me just jump in. Corolla, I had Adam losing a ton of weight. Hmm. And then um, he stopped doing what had him losing the weight. And um, he was coming up to, he was doing the Oscars or something with Kimmel. And I just name dropped twice. Sorry, folks. But um, he went back on NSNG and I was in the studio and he didn't warm me up to this. He just hit me with it in the studio. He goes, Look, I got back on three weeks ago, and it's not working anymore. And I, I was hemming and hawing. and I was thinking he goes, Man, I am doing it harder than I've ever done it. And then the conversation went on. And he talked about his daughter, Natalia. She goes, you know, I took her out. She wanted waffles. She took one bite. I ate the rest. And then Kimmel came over for football. It was Sunday. And he brought barbecue. And I ate all the barbecue. And of course, you know, Nick Santoro came over and brought all this beer. And man, I must have had eight beers. And I said, Adam, how often are you doing that? He goes, well, every Sunday. I said, what about Saturday? He goes, well, I travel. Mike August and I, we do shows on Saturday. I said, and you don't have any drinks, any beer? He goes, yeah. yeah, I have drinks. And beer. I said, okay, so two days out of every seven. And then he started thinking, well, you know, Friday night, we take off on the plane and we have a few cocktails. So you see, we he tells you he's being perfect. Right. But then you look at it and, it, you know, you went, oh, now I see it. Right. But you have to pull back and look at it from 10,000 feet. I didn't mean to cut you off, but
0: no, no, no. And I I think that was an excellent point. And I think that unless you are geeky like us, I mean, for instance, here's a, here's a good example. And I bet you the ACE man would, would back me up on this. If one of his employees told Adam, I did everything I needed. I, I did everything I could possibly do to get the, uh, contact that you asked me to get but I just I can't seem to come up with it if Adam talked to him for 10 minutes you know with his his kind of idea of what real work ethic is it would come out very quickly <laughs> and it, it wasn't so elusive you just had to apply yourself and and you know but you and I were in the world where that's where we apply it and I, I think that's another good thing to to kind of mention. And. My last kind of thing that I wanted to go over, and by the way, uh Vinny Tordrich on my on my show here now promoting his brand new documentary, which I can't recommend enough, even if you are plant-based. I think it's a good thing to kind of take in ideas from all aspects. Uh it is beyond impossible available on Amazon Prime. Um when it comes to I, I, I do think that a larger component than anything is is diet. But you know, nutrition and lifestyle stuff comes in, comes into play. I have just started to find this at at age forty three, um, where there is a fine line between too hard and not enough uh, when it comes to training. And you know, I I I train like crazy. I mean, you see me on my Instagram. I do. I, I I'm committed, and I do. But I just went and got my blood work done, and my testosterone was way lower than it's ever been and i don't drink haven't drank had a sip of alcohol or any drugs in 20 years i have a very active sex life the whole thing the reality is is i've been training twice a day six days a week for four months trying to get ready for summer and you know i'm a living testament to the fact that like you got to understand there's like a there is a healthy amount of exercise and i was just curious as someone who really understands it and looks great, what have you found to be kind of like the key ten temp- I know mean, obviously you can't get too detailed or nuanced, but what do you think are like kind of the key foundational ideas when it comes to exercise to be beneficial as opposed to deleterious when it comes to your health?
1: You're right. Guys like uh, you and me, um, we exercise into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had my T3s. That's not your testosterone. Your T3 is your... your, um, Thyroid. Thyroid. Where I walked in one time, I said, Doc, I haven't felt good for a couple of weeks. That day, they measured my testosterone under 200. The average male should be at least 600 at my age, if not higher. Right. And she said, your T3 is of that of someone who would be in intensive care. So there is such a thing as too much exercise. And T3 has a lot to do with the, the, uh, your testosterone. And um, so I had to slow down. I was getting ready to climb Mont Blanc. I had the first movie coming out. I was doing press. I was running up and down Mount Wilson, which is you know behind Dr. Drew's house, running over to Baldy twice a week, running up and down I was killing myself with a pack on, with a 40 pound pack on, killing myself to get ready to go do a glacier and almost killed myself. There is such a thing as too much exercise. So the question becomes how much I tell people, you should get at least an hour of aerobics a day. And they'll go that's it. I used to only do aerobic class three times a week, three hours. It's like, we're not meant to sit around. And when I say an hour of aerobics a day, that could mean a walk, just go outside and walk, just move weight bearing exercise, just be on your feet and move. Now, if you want to go up from that, you can do, you know, you know, I have I'm pointing right now to my spinner right next to it. I have a concept two. I think you can see in the background I have a, a squat rack right over there, mm-hmm. and I have weights over here. I have everything around me that I can do whenever I want. I always have to curtail all of it not to do too much because I can end up like you. I can watch a few of your videos and go. Okay, that 43 year old son of a bitch is way ahead of me. I need to get out there and do more. I always have to draw myself back. Uh, The other thing I do is in aerobics, I always try to keep myself in zone two. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's between 70 and 80% of your aerobic capacity. And folks, if you want to figure out what that is, take the number 180 minus your age. And if you're not a couch potato add five points, so we'll do mics, you take 43 from 180, you get 137. But he's very fit. We'll say 142 puts him right at about 75% of his aerobic capacity. So if he's not always blasting and and just going balls to the wall, you'll be okay. But when you start going balls to the wall every day, yep. you don't have time to 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 get it back. And you're not 23. When I first started listening to you, you were 23 years old. It's hard to believe you're 43 now.
0: I know. Believe me. I know.
1: He was Psycho Mike. You were like 20, right? How old were you back then,
0: Mike? Uh, 23. Yeah, I got it. I started working at K-Rock when I was 22, and I started on the Kevin and Bean Show when I was 23.
1: Yeah. So 20 years ago, the the guy was was, was doing radio, and when he said 43, I went, shit, I got got really old all of a sudden, because I felt old back when I was listening to this kid would come on K-Rock.
0: Oh, believe me. Um, How do you think I feel? I watched for decades. I would stand with Kevin and Bean, and they'd be like, "And Doctor Drew." I grew up listening to you, man. These twenty-year-old kids. Oh, I love you. I grew up listening to you, and now they say it to me, and I'm like, "What the fuck?"
1: (laughs) We're just getting old, man. Yeah, it It, happens. it, it, It just doesn't go in the other direction. But yeah, you can definitely overwork, and this is coming. Look, I used to do all those ultra cycling events. I used to cycle 17,000 miles a year. Oh my God. People don't put that on a car. That's how I got rid of all my football weight. I used to weigh, when I played college football, 225, 230 on this frame. Right. Yeah, I was a 400 pound bencher. It wasn't pretty, but I could do 405, ugly, but coming off the bench, all that crap, squatting over 500 pounds deep, all of that stuff. And when I got done with football, all I wanted to do was get rid of that weight right. and just started riding a bike like a madman. You can do that when you're 22. But when I was 45, I found myself with leukemia, and I was still riding 17,000 miles right. a year. You know, somehow something will seep in and get you. You know, And that's what you have to look at.
0: Where can people, obviously I, I've already let them know, uh, Check out Fat, a documentary, as well as Beyond Impossible, which is Vinny's new documentary. It's fantastic. Amazon Prime is where you need to go. Uh, It's available right now. I really do highly recommend it. But where can people go if they just want to learn more about what's going on in the world of Vinny?
1: The best place to go is uh, VinnyTautorice.com. Go get my free PDF. And, folks, it's not a clickbait thing. I won't send you emails or anything. Just go get that. It's been downloaded over—I say three hundred thousand times, but I think it's two hundred and eighty something thousand times. It's been downloaded, and uh, it's free. If I had just charge ten bucks, man,
0: you know, be like, sitting pretty. It's ten
1: bucks, you know. But uh, yeah, it's free. It's it's twenty-five pages of if you just do this. That's my proudest thing, Mike. I was just talking to Mike Rowe right before you, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "What are you most proud of?" And I said that free PDF. Because I put it out there after my book came out. My book, my book is called Fitness Confidential. It became a big deal. And I didn't really put a prescriptive in there. And I felt really weird. So I went and wrote this PDF. People write to me on Twitter every day and they'll go. I've never paid you a dime. I've never done anything. I've lost 200 pounds. All I did was read the PDF. It's a prescription. It's what I used in Hollywood to get people thin for 35 years. Go get it. It works.
0: There you go. Awesome, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, dude. And I really genuinely loved the documentary. I loved your kind of even keel delivery and that you weren't coming at it with any agenda other than trying to provide people with, you know, to make make informed decisions. And uh, it was really, really well appreciated. Thanks, Mike.